welcome to Relationship Redefined. I'm your host, Alyssa Beth, a parent and relationship coach. As a coach, my focus is to guide you towards becoming aware, authentic, and aligned with your true self. Our outer relationships serve as mirrors reflecting our inner world. It is through this understanding that we can embark on a journey of self-discovery and alignment. On this podcast, we explore the profound connection between our inner selves and the relationships we form with others. With a focus on awareness, authenticity, and alignment, we dive into thought-provoking discussions and practical strategies to help you cultivate fulfilling relationships. Hi, Kate. Today we will be speaking with Kate Semenyuk. Uh, she is a hypnotherapist who um, works with trauma and our subconscious mind. How are you today, Kate? I'm doing great. Thank you, Alisa, for inviting me to this podcast. I love, I love podcasts in general, but for one reason is because the audience gets to know something, something new, you know, to uncover something that they didn't know before, or maybe didn't realize before. So I'm, I'm happy to dive into this conversation with you. I have really been looking forward to our conversation together. Um, after our initial interview, I was like, oh my goodness, I can hardly wait until I can talk to her. <laughs> so um, would you please tell me how you got started as a hypnotherapist? Um, during my own healing journey, right? I started to work with the um, uh, talk therapist, with the psychologist, and I kind of realized all the concepts that were told to me and following all the all the advices and, and coping mechanisms. However, I realized that there is something deeper that I can help myself. There is something that is in 95% of our mind, which is subconscious mind. So I started to look into different modalities, how I can like enrich my skills of self-healing first. And when I found hypnotherapy and I found a specific method that I really, really liked, I realized that, wow, I wanna do that too. I wanna help. I wanna use this method to help other people. And that's how the journey started. And after that, Honestly, it was just a snowball that started to roll. You know, you start to, to use it on yourself. Then you start to use it on your friends. Then you start to use it on other students from the same school. And then you just venture into the world. That is that is amazing. That is very similar to how I started. And it was like, you know, and it's funny because then my family members were like, you've improved so much you know, and you've healed so much. So maybe you could try this on me or I need that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I think that our loved ones, right, become the first people who notice the change, even maybe sometimes even faster than we start to acknowledge that change. And then they say, they tell us that you should be using that. There will be a lot of people out there who need that help. So that's how yes. I realized, yes, there are so many people who would love that additional help. Yes, yes, that is so, it's so true. Um, could you uh, explain a little bit about um, your views on trauma triggers and how they affect relationships? Yes. Um, why um, our triggers, right? Childhood trauma triggers affect our relationships so much for, for two reasons. First, because subconscious mind doesn't understand time. 
The 95% of our mind doesn't know whether it's happened 10 years ago or it's happening right now. If the mind remembered the pain, if we don't release the pain, it's going to keep reminding us of that pain over and over again, like it's happening today. While it's in the relationship, why we don't come to work and we don't get triggered that much? We do, but at the same time, we are able to keep it in, right? We are able to somehow cope with it at work, with friends, but as in relationship, it just shows up so much is because with relationship, we have that trust to be vulnerable. And it's, it's the closest people to us, our partners, our kids. And because it's such a close, we, we open up. And when we open up, yes, everything comes up, comes out, everything, the good things and the painful things. Right. So that's why the relationship and the triggers, the triggers is because subconscious mind will always keep reminding of the pain until we resolve it because the mind is smart. It talks to you in symptoms. Here you go. Here you go. The anger. Here you go. The anxiety. Here you go. Someone touched you, not the way you like it, or it triggers you, right? Because you had some, some maybe sexual abuse, or maybe it was a physical abuse. Your body will remember. Your mind will remember. So that's why it's the subconscious mind is stronger. It's much stronger than an, our analytical mind. We need to work with it. We need to talk to the subconscious mind to give it an understanding that we are not children anymore. We are not out of control. And in the relationship, it, it's possible. It's possible to open up and to trust again and to actually heal and not just get triggered. That is so true. And it's so funny because um, there are a lot of times I've had people say, why am I being this way? Why am I doing this? Why am I acting like this? This is not me. And I'm hurting the people that I love the most because, you know, and, and they don't even know why they don't even recognize the trigger to begin with. And, you know, that's where it's really important to be able to bridge that gap. <laughs> And they are right. They, when they ask, uh, why? It's not me. That's true, because it's not them. All those triggers, all the, all everything. And it can show up in different, right? In avoidance or maybe in, um, you know, silent freeze mode. It could be different for everyone. It will be unique to them. The way their mind decided to protect them, that's how their mind will show up the symptoms. However, it's, um, it's important to understand that it is not them. It's that ego part that we need to kind of learn how to, how we can define what it should do or shouldn't do. Right. So okay. it's true that when the people say, it's not me, I don't know why it's happening to me. Why do I react like that? It's true because it's not them because consciously then realize there is something more. Yes, that's so true. And uh, okay, so how would you suggest helping somebody who has just realized that they have trauma triggers, but they need to take the next step? Mm -hmm. First of all, uh, I would suggest um, not stepping into any belief, for example, that trauma cannot be healed, or right. it can only be healed with medication, right? Or it can only be healed this way. No. There is an abundance of pain in this world. However, there is an abundance of methods to heal it. 
So people need to open their mind. Okay, I do have traumatic experience. I do have triggers. Um, I will be open to every single thing that happens. Like whatever I start to research or look into, I will be open. So first, release any any expectations, any limiting restrictions, or it only this way. You can only manage your trauma, never really heal it. So there is different information that comes into our world that we can be suggestible to and we can start really believing that and that will block the healing that will actually block the healing because it just kind of narrows the the healing path so the first thing is to release any restrictions because for some people this method will work and for some people this method works the other step that they can do is they they need to find support someone who knows how to do it. It's like you are in the city that you don't know, right? I think a lot of yeah. people do that analogy. When people get lost, they're the worst people to find <laughs> to find the way out, right? Because they don't know the, the city. But when you go to someone who is who is um living there for years, they will I will be able to direct there, to direct that person. The same with the healing. If we cannot figure it out on our own which is we might not be able to have those resources. We might not be able to see what we should see. That's, right. that's, that's how coaches, how therapists, hypnotherapists, any, any healers are help. They are seeing something that the person is not able to see. Right, yes. Find support. Find someone who have done that, someone who is maybe an expert in that specific niche or problem. If it's an intimate trigger, then maybe an an expert in intimate triggers. If that's um, if that's a reactive behaviors, maybe that's that person who works with emotional intelligence. So finding that. So the first thing is to release the restrictions. I whatever is told to me, I will be open to everything. I, but, but I will, I will doubt every single thought. It's not. It's not like I'm taking it in. And yes, this is true. No. The person who realized they have triggers, they need to be open because when they open their mind, they open the doors for healing. It's very true. And when I first started my healing journey, it, oh my goodness, uh, I went from modality to modality to modality, you know, just trying to absorb as much as I could and uh, figure out what resonated best with me because I know that not what could help one person may not help me specifically for what I needed help with. So exactly, whatever resonates most with you is probably the best path for you to go down, even if it's just for a short while. And then you find something else, you know, because each step in your journey is going to take you down a different, you know, like curve in your path. (laughs) So absolutely. Yeah, and the third step that the person uh, would it it would be great if that person would do that is to have an open conversation with the partner. To have an open conversation with the partner, no matter the outcome, the outcomes can be different. There could be denial, there could be acceptance, there could be compassion, there could be anger, there could be react, there could be anything. But no matter the outcome, we need that experience. Otherwise, we will never know. We will not know what is our partner who, or whoever is in the relationship right. with us. 
what is their mindset? What is their perception of this? If I come out with that open conversation saying, you know what? I've noticed the, these things. I have these symptoms and I'm not in a good place now. I'm in a tough place right now and I really need your support. Can you give it to me? Right? Asking really direct questions. Are you able to be patient? Are you able to go on that healing with me? Are you able to start that with me? That's also important because when one person starts to heal, the other person, mm -hmm. the they're yeah. either following that route, they might fall apart. That that's also happens. But we all need to know because not knowing, that's being unconscious. Being, as you said, people say, I don't know what's happening. Yes. <laughs> Better to know than not know and i love the saying that we, that i've heard from one of uh, from one of the coaches that what you don't know yet is much more beautiful than what you know now so sometimes we are afraid to talk to open up to to get to have some conversations about our healing about our triggers about childhood trauma sometimes um partners live in the relationship for like 20 years and they don't know anything about each other's childhood. To me, that's unimaginable. Oh my goodness. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I completely agree. However, I've seen these couples. I've seen clients who said, I've never told that to anyone, even my partner. And we have oh, amazing goodness. relationship. However, somehow I couldn't. I, I was, I thought it's embarrassing. I thought it's going to ruin everything. So the mind stepped in, right? And started right. to put all of those blocks and filters. It's so funny because just the other day I was speaking with somebody that I've known like my whole life and uh, they were married for almost 22 years. And um, I had been saying, you know, that it's important to be in an, you know, an intimacy is more than just, um, physical, you know, yes. it, it's mental, it's spiritual. There's just so much more to intimacy. And, um, I was saying, d giving him different ideas of what intimacy was to me. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, yes, but if, if you tell your partner that, then that means that you're opening yourself up for, uh, criticism from your partner and they can hold that against you. And, you know, I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, that's true. But if they're willing to grow with you and you've gotten to the point where you are in the relationship you're in, then that also means that they're there to say, hey, I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you heal. And, you know, a lot of times, like you said, when one partner starts on the healing journey, then the other one, they do, they have a choice. They say, okay, I either want to go on this journey with you or they do fall away. And but that's just, it's their choice. And I've, I've seen people who have gotten divorced, you know, like 25 years after they were married because of that, you know, they're like, okay, well, I'm done. I, d I don't want to go on this journey with you. But then I've seen other people who have been only together for a few years say, yes, I'm ready to do this with you. You know, let's, let's do this and face some of their deepest shadows together. It just amazes me. It's very fascinating how, you know, things play out, but you can never predict it. So don't expect your partner, you know, to be like, don't expect the worst. 
because the best could actually follow. <laughs> exactly. People tend, and that's as well a part of the, of the subconscious mind, is we are extreme fortune tellers. We love to predict. Even before <laughs> something happens, we love to say what's going to happen. Oh, they're going to criticize us or they're going to judge us. Yes, it is because the subconscious mind doesn't know time. So if it happened before, if the criticism or judgment happened before, people are very smart. If they say, I'm afraid that my partner may be criticizing me, it means that it happened before, maybe not from the partner, maybe from parents, maybe from right. you know supervisors, managers at work. But the criticism happened. The person was feeling that pain because of the judgment of the criticism. So they now they see everyone like everyone is going to criticize me right. even my partner. So we are we are starting to predict, 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 predict. We are predicting the only thing that we can never predict the future. We That's can true. see the things that might happen, but never predict. No one knows what is going to happen that's the law of the universe the life is happening right now and right here <laughs> yeah and there, there are things that someone will never never know and that's the future no matter how many numbers we have no matter how many things we cannot predict the future so especially in the relationship right as yes. you said we yes. cannot predict but given a chance to open up and to start the journey and if a relationship end, it means that new relationships are coming in. That is so true. And that is actually something I was uh, telling somebody close to me recently. I was like, you know, because she was like, I, I know that this she could see the signs of relationship was ending. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay to let it go. It's okay for both of you because right now you are holding on to something so, you know, toxic and you're creating more toxicity by holding on. And if you just let go, then both of you, somebody better and better because you, you can't, you weren't giving each other everything that you needed that was really necessary, you know, the basics. <laughs> and so uh, it's okay for you to let go because there is somebody better for both of you out there. So just, exactly. just relax, it's okay. <laughs> exactly. Letting go, I think it should be like on the mirror for every person in the morning. <laughs> yes. you know maybe with like lipstick <laughs> just yeah. let go <laughs> let go because this is one of the biggest issue of today's society the more we know the more information comes in the uh the more we want to hold on to something whether it's relationship whether it's control <laughs> whether it's the future the change the unknown our yes. body everything yes. we want to control and that creates attention and attention in the body creates a completely opposite phenomenon, right? So it, it not attracts, it actually pushes away. Attention yes. is pushes away, right? Of everything that is great. It yes. pushes away forgiveness. It pushes away um, lightness. It pushes away inner peace. It pushes away relaxed state, like everything, health. Like everything, that tension. So control is tension. And people sometimes feel, I want to be confident in my relationship. I want to be confident, but I also want to control. Exactly. I really want to <laughs> can't do both. But I, I tell my clients as well, it's a completely different things because confidence from Latin word is confidera. It's the trust in yourself. People who trust themselves, they let go. 
right? Yes. So it's a completely two different <laughs> things. So when people want to confidence, confident people, they don't control, they trust themselves. Yeah. So it control is, is something that we need to let go to have that lightness. And when we talk about relationship and the triggers in the relationship, I think that when ask, when people ask, well, well, then how do I build the relationship that I want? How do I really build it? I was like, it, it, it will be painful, but it also, it's natural. You feel like you're not forcing the relationship. You're not forcing to be there. You're not forcing anything. It just happens. A challenge happen, you overcome both of, of you, the challenge, the trigger happens, you bounce back of that trigger trying to resolve it. So it's, it is, it is full of ups and downs, but it comes natural. Exactly. Yes. It's so true. Yes. I, I feel like if people, if, if a part, if, if a couple comes to the realization that everything they experience in their relationship is for their growth, I think yes. these couples will be okay. Yes, it, even be down to divorce, you know, because I have known, like with my parents, they got divorced um, when I was in my early, no, mid to late teens, and it was crushing because it was very, very unexpected. We were a very close-knit family. We did everything together, and then out of the blue, divorce. And um, it took us a while to every, the whole community was shaken because of this. But when I looked back, I realized that my dad and mom decided, you know, they both had different paths that they wanted to go down and they had the choice and they chose not to grow together. But they also chose that in the process of not growing together, they chose to not hold on to toxicity that was growing in their relationship because they decided to take different paths. And Absolutely. so I admired them for making such a bold decision because that and courageous, it was <laughs> against everything that we've been taught for one, but you know, it, but it actually helped me because I started um, checking my relationships and realizing that it was okay for you to grow apart from a person. And it's okay for you to split apart from a person and say, okay, I understand that you are not where I'm at anymore. So, you know, it's okay for us to part ways with love <laughs> and respect. Yeah, I think that um, it always fascinates me from the very, very, I mean, kind side that when when the relationship end, but the but the people stay together in friendship. I think yes. I I admire these couples. I always ask them how. Tell me, tell me, because I need <laughs> to. I I love to to dig into people's minds. <laughs> right. Yes. So I usually ask them, please tell me what helped you. And I had people who, for example, my mom left when I was eight or nine or 12. And now I find this relationship where I cling to people, when I become needy, where I forget about myself and I, and I start to satisfy all their needs. Right, over please. <laughs> please, yeah. Uh, yeah. These people are, yes, they are. They're very, very often step into the manipulative relationship where they have been manipulated. Yes. Because it, the energy and uh, it's really, it, if, if they want to break it, they need to heal the relationship with the parent, either with yes. dad or with mom, whatever it was, even if the dad was non-existent, if, if the person was raised by mom or just by dad, they need 
to work on that mother figure or that father figure right. in order to release these abandonment issues. Because they sometimes come and they probably say, well, yes, I had a first uh, boyfriend or a girlfriend or a relationship and they, they betrayed me or, I, or they left me. I was like, mm -mm -mm. we start earlier. We start <laughs> yes, earlier. Definitely. Right? That's <laughs> yes. just whatever happened after 18, 24. Yes, there are a lot of traumatic experiences that can happen in our adult life. However, as people get get triggered a little bit when we say everything happens in childhood <laughs> sometimes not everything happens in childhood but everything can be explained by childhood right yeah yes. not every sometimes we have um a, a, a car accident a, a loss of the loved ones um we, we can have a traumatic terrorist attack we can have so many experiences that can happen that are happening in our adult life but the reaction to these experiences is explained by childhood. It's so true. It, the funny thing is, is that it's something I, I had a very secure childhood for the most part, you know? And um, so when I started to do on my healing journey, I was like, I didn't have trauma in my childhood. So why am I having all of these issues? You know, and I didn't want the codependent relationship. I wanted a healthy relationship with healthy boundaries. You know, so I was like, where is all of this trauma? Because it, I knew that it had to come from the childhood. Yes, I did have a lot of trauma in my early adulthood, but it had to start from, you know, childhood. So I had to go back and actually recognize what the trauma was because I did not have, you know, neither of my parents abandoned me and I didn't have, you know, I did feel loved by them, you know? So, and I recognized it even from childhood. I, and when they did respond in certain ways, you know, I could always recognize if it was like from a place of fear or whatever, you know? So uh, I was like, I don't understand where the trauma is stemming from. And it took me a while, but I was actually able to finally figure it out. So before somebody says, I didn't have a traumatic childhood, so it can't be that. <laughs> you need to kind of go back <laughs> and yeah. see things from a different perspective, a perspective of you not being that child, maybe, and then, or maybe actually just fully stepping into being the child, you know, because it, there is probably going to be some trauma there that you just don't recognize. Absolutely. It's, it's like we feel like if there, there, there are kids who have no trauma. <laughs> there are children who don't have. No, because, because we all grow up in the society. We yes. all grow up with limiting beliefs. If our parents had some limiting beliefs, Yes, we adopt them as well, or maybe exactly. we notice what triggers them. Sometimes parents love us so much, but they struggle with their own pain. And as we yes. know, on energy level, the child until the age of six is one energy circle with mom. Right. So whatever mom feels, whatever mom sees, maybe she might not tell the child that. But if mom is feeling some pain, emotional pain, or even physical pain, the child will feel that as well without being able to explain it. Right. So yes. sometimes they love us unconditionally. They give us everything. But at the same time, when we see there is some pain in them, then we will either feel guilt or I have to fix it or 
we yeah. might make those decisions, you know, that, and no one is, um, there is no insurance <laughs> from those, from those um, experiences. The, the purpose of the human life of the human being is to heal whatever, to make, to do better what was done to us. Even if everything was great, we still can, can give even more, you know, to our <laughs> next generations or the people around Definitely. us. Yeah. That's, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so when, when we talk about um, why I touched upon um, abandonment issues is because this is one of the things that people really, really struggle with. They are afraid and they stay, they force the relationship. So right? They control partners. They mm -hmm. control Kids, they control, or they still feel controlled by someone. So, in that case, uh, when people realize when they come into the relationship, step into the new relationship, or it's already an existent relationship, they need to change the inner dialogue. For example, if the person says, oh, "I'm going to die without you," or "What I would do without you," these words create a panic inside. Because we right. start to think, oh, what if I actually lose you? <laughs> right. What if I actually, uh, right? Or, oh, he or she completed me. She's the missing puzzle. No, 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 no. No one is the missing puzzle to us. No one is completing us, enough in us, finalizing us. No one. <laughs> we are complete, right? In our own right. form. And then yeah. we find another we find a partner and we just kind of create more to complete people create more yes yeah that is very true and people change that dialogue inside like i would die without you what i would do without you no 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 yes i am complete i can survive in any situation with you without you i'm happy i'm grateful we are together but it's not like my life depends on you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it is a, it's actually a very freeing feeling to know that you can handle it with or without them. And even more freeing when you know that they can handle you, you know, without you. But it's also, it's kind of, you know, that kind of touched back, it's kind of circled back to the whole uh, toxic relationship where people are like, you know, I can't leave him because if I leave him, then he said he'd kill himself and I can't, you know, I can't let him do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, these, these are his choices. This is his choice. And you can't stay with a person and create toxicity between the both of you because he's choosing to. Yeah to hurt himself you know absolutely yeah toxic people they feed on guilt toxic yes manipulators narcissists they know they see the yes. flags they cannot explain it it's us we start to see the red flags we explain to people the red flags coaches therapists you know me as a hypnotherapist i teach i coach my clients to see the red flags of the manipulator however they don't know they just feel it they just feel they have they can have control they cannot explain we, we put checklists and lists of all the red flags they don't <laughs> narcissists never really analyzes what what they do they just do it no. they just feel control and they they use it they don't know how they adopted it they don't know how they they just know it works and they yeah. use it so um 
when they do that, they feed on guilt. So if the person wants to break free of toxic relationship, first is the guilt, they're working on guilt. Because when you release the guilt and we, you allow someone to make their decisions, you detach yourself from someone else's decisions. Yes. That's when you release that. No one can have a power over you. No one can manipulate you because you will not feel guilty for someone else's decisions. Exactly. This is your choice. You know, I'm yeah. making my choice for me and this is your choice. You can choose how you're going to make your choices. Yes. And, you know, it actually takes a lot of courage to say that. <laughs> exactly. But the most liberating words, you know, the yeah. most liberating words when the person tells that to their partner who tries to manipulate or to tell them, oh, I'm going to, you know, keep bugging you or I can do something to myself or I can harm myself. Yes. Right. That's when when you are able to say that that's liberating that's liberating. Liberating. and and yes. the person and the person who is doing the manipulation it's it's needed for them as well it's the lesson for them as well it's the point of growth for them as well even if it's painful agreed <laughs> yeah well um is are there any links or uh any way for people to contact you because i'm sure that they're going to want to talk to you after <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm very active on social media. I post a lot and I try to share everything I learn, everything I know. So uh, they can find me on my website at www.katesamenuk.com. Uh, they can find me on Instagram where I, in a short form content, I explain, you know, little things that people can change in their life, uh, working with their subconscious mind, of course, and it's kate.samenuk and they can find me there. I have a YouTube channel, lots about toxic people and manipulations and, and relationships so they can watch it as well i'm sure they will learn something about themselves and they can release some triggers or get some understanding yeah i love that okay thank you very much thank you alisa thank you mm -hmm. this has been kate semenuk and uh thank you for joining us today <laughs> thank you thank you so much thank you